0: You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org/podcasts.
1: I'm Jesse D. I'm with Chirp Radio.
0: Hi, I'm Ariel Zatina. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much for being here, Pitchfork. After several weather delays, we're finally talking in this weird park field house. So tell me a little bit about your musical background, and how you went from studying theater to a resident smart part of DJ.
0: Yeah, so I've always been interested in electronic music and dance music has always been part of like growing up. I was in a performance art group and we were using a lot of found electronic sounds and then that kind of led me into production, which you know led me into going out more in the classroom club and kind of I eventually shifted my practice a little to make full being at the club DJing and I think it's something I was always so interested in like curation and like I just didn't have access to seeing what kind of DJ sets I wanted to until like I really started going out in Chicago and I think I, I sort of saw what was possible which was really cool and being able to call my own shots I think is really great in it so yeah.
1: Can you remember any memorable DJ experiences or live music experience that you had that informed like, oh, I could do this too, and I could do this in my own way?
0: Yeah, um, so the first one that comes to mind is, I saw in like 2014, I think, I saw Fade to Mind show. They like did Kalayla's first mixtape. It was a bunch of producers from them, but they also are making like, you know, club music that is has that sort of lushness that a lot of Kaleila stuff does and kind of weirdness but I saw and Nguzu Inguzu, uh, specifically was at that show which is a duo and specifically seeing um, Asma Marouf DJing and being like oh like you know at the time I think it was like yeah, I just started DJing and it was like very much a boys club and I was like oh this cool girl is doing cool music this is like something I can really take seriously and really like go for but yeah that that show really stands out to me as like a wow like I, I can do this and like, it was it was kind of like an affirming place to be at the time
1: what's your favorite thing about
0: DJing? oh my gosh that is a great question I don't think I've ever been asked that question too which is so funny oh my gosh um you know I think my favorite thing is being able to just like to get things to flow and move in a really to move in like the chaos of it all I think like you know it's like it sounds like a very crazy thing the music doesn't stop for like a number of hours like you have to be like on your toes and it's very like live in the moment so I think for me that kind of like presence of actually really mixing two tracks together and like really trying to do it like and creating something new with that that for me is like totally what what initially got me into it and I think it's still like you know what I really like about it.
1: So I I DJ as well on the side and I feel like part of it is planning and part of it is just throwing those plans out the window and as somebody who likes planning that's really liberating for me to be like that's not what the room is feeling do this different thing that you were not expecting at all
0: yeah i always think of really physically like seeing a dance floor and seeing people actually leave the dance floor like stop grouping and i'm like oh you know there's been these learning moments where it's like oh you have to listen to the dance floor you know <laughs>
1: it's great because you kind of have to release the ego in a way that you really So on that note, the nightlife and queer scene is notoriously white and cis male. What are you doing to counteract this in their sets? How did you rise above that when you were first starting
0: out? It's so funny because I think for so... Only I feel like in 2023, is like sort of a conversation around like inclusivity in gay spaces and like specifically like you know actual neighborhoods it's like being talked about for the first time which I think is so crazy and I, I think that I was always really passionate about doing something different that I wasn't because I I sort of was like I'm hearing the music I want to be hearing in non-gay spaces or what ones that don't aren't specifically catering to one type of person but no queer people playing it but then you know hearing a lot of music from a lot of my friends and they were listening to like the same stuff I was and like oh there's this whole there's this interest in this thing but I think I think it's for me it's like really being able to working in these spaces I think I was initially able to like do what I can do but within the sort of confines of have the neighborhood or have the bar every anything like inform what i'm gonna play and then kind of subverted and put my own side thing on that and i think for me that is how i ended up just being able to i think there was like a need for for a new kind of sound and like the queer scene and stuff and i think like there was a new sort of that was what was like really exciting about like berlin nightclub on thursdays for a while was very much like the club kid night and i feel like it was like 2015-16 everyone was like you know going out to go out and not necessarily to like gain something and i feel like you know that's definitely still true but there's definitely more opportunity for like a club kid and uh makeup artist and stuff now which is really cool but i think at the time it was just like people were just like i want to like look good tonight i want to try something new and yeah i was sort of a part of that scene coming up and i think we were all feeling the same way of what you were saying
1: with a girl like me before? 2022 you released an album called cyclorama it's been described as having a ensemble nature can you describe this vision and tell us about why it's important
0: so i i was working on my album for like i started in maybe 2021 but i think i was maybe concepting it a little bit earlier and i was like oh like i really it kind of started at first being like oh i'm gonna do this very like you know. Every song is gonna have vocals, but it kind of ended up shifting a little bit and turning also into like a more of a dance album. But those vocal tracks were still there, and it it really was like you know I was doing collaborations with a number of producers at the time, and I think I kind of realized at some point because I was like, oh, this stuff is you know for this this project that I'm doing with this person is for like a different thing, and this and I kind of realized there was a similarity like going. And I was like, oh, actually all of these actually really work for the album and really do that. So it kind of happened naturally. It ended up being ensemble, but I also knew I really wanted to work with specific Chicago vocalists like uh, Kay Monet and Mia from the band Majin are both Chicago based they've been in the scene with me for literally like almost 10 years like and it just seemed like a natural it's like two people that I was always like why haven't we done a track together yet kind of thing and same with the the producers on the other ones we had just like really quick sessions and some were like online and back and forth and somewhere in person and then I was like oh all of these stuff all make sense together and I think that for me like really informed the record because like it wasn't only about me but it's also like for the community that I'm in so I think it was important to have I, I really think that like you know my favorite parts of the album are all like you know lyrics that are written by someone else that were like I was like this was brilliant I would have never thought of this so
1: so today, or as of recording, it's Saturday at Pitchfork. Go on tomorrow at one p.m. Congratulations! Thank you. I'm really excited about it. Can you tell me about this crew of makers that you've assembled for this performance and how you envisioned it and how that uh, came to life?
0: Yeah. So when Pitchfork came to me, they you know they didn't really specify like what kind of set they wanted. I, I could do a DJ set, I could do a live performance, and I sort of was like, I think I would play like a really good DJ set at one p.m. But I was like, you know, I'm in Chicago. All these people that I have recently collaborated with and, like, did the record with are all here. Like, I'd really, I really think whenever I've envisioned something like this, I'm like, I want to do it with, like... group of people so yeah i'm you know working with working with some vocalists from the album i'm working with dancers working with some costumers it's a whole production it's definitely like a small village which is great so yeah but it's been it's been really cool to kind of like i i was really like i want to push myself for this i want to do something i've not done before so i'm kind of expanding things there's definitely still going to be djing in it there's still it's it's not totally like a different total left field turn or anything but I I think it's gonna, I'm really excited to be like, how can we showcase this music in a new and exciting way? And how can we like use the strengths of the people who are working on it? Yeah, it's been really cool so far. It's been really fun. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm so excited for you. And why is performing Cyclorama like this important to you?
0: So I think that so much of concepting the album was about theatricality and performance and you know it's it's the kind of idea behind it is you know all of these tracks are sort of these different almost like stars or like clouds on top of this imagined cyclorama this imagined sort of sky I always think about the Oklahoma the musical like the, the backdrop I was like that's what I think it's like that that is the vision and so I think it was so much about performing and performativity and you know these these expected roles that we're supposed to play in music I think like feeling like you need to be the favorite of it but also like pushing yourself to be the face of it and i think that i think that i really wanted to just play with that idea you know it started as like more intensely a concept album when i was first doing it, i was like you know this is the overture this is act one this is this you know like the first track cyclorama still i feel like feels like the overture and then we kind of go through there's there's some sort of maybe not narrative through line but there's a a sort of you know i think in all albums that's also true but i I really wanted to comment on the and and be cheeky about it too you know and be be have fun with it i was like you know my friend told me that she's taking her four-year-old to the show and i was like honestly i think it's gonna be great there's gonna be a lot of colors it's gonna be very bright i was like sounds great for a four-year-old so yeah seriously
1: i Jessie D with Chirp Radio. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Chirp Radio. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org podcasts.